This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 178 of The Real Word. Word is up. You know what else is up? We've got a big time guest from the YouTube comment section from episode 177, which obviously turned out to be quite controversial. I'd encourage you, if you didn't see that episode, to go back and watch it now before you jump into this one. Or, you know, you can follow along and watch it after. Sometimes I do that. I'll watch. You watch you know, the rebuttal. I'll watch and part then... two before part one. Okay. Then I'll go back. And, and this is part two. Of... Or maybe part two. Maybe this is just bit the cliff notes. I prefer yeah. a cliff notes. This could be the cliff notes, yeah. too, because we're going to kind of recap. Uh, so this is part two of the appraisal controversy here in racket number one. If you like these kind of controversies, make sure you, you hit the Ooh, subscribe wait, say button. the word again? Controversies. I'm not very smart. We'll get into that. Yeah, People yeah, know yeah. that I'm, I'm not very smart. But. Uh, we've got Warren Sumner uh, joining us today from North Carolina. Warren uh, was one of the gentlemen that commented on the video. He was, you were you were a true gentleman. Yes, you were. And uh, we'll, we'll get in. We'll cover that comment amongst some others. Warren, welcome to the Real World. You are like we've had less than ten guests on uh, this show. I think show. we've had less than five. Yeah. No, we've had about five. I was looking back. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's usually when. There's some I, type of controversy. Drama. We haven't had drama like this since episode one when we went after the uh, Stop Zillow guy. But anyways, Warren, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you guys for having me. And um, I, you know, I stumbled across, across your channel a few weeks ago and watched a few of your episodes. And, uh, you know, it's great uh, that you're out there and promoting yourself on YouTube. And um, I'm all in full support of that. I'm, a, like a, I'm an agent myself. I'm trying to build my brand and do the same things. But... Um, you know, I, I had watched a few episodes before the, the this this controversy. So yeah. So you were uh, a follow you were a follower. I don't think he's before. a subscriber. Did you subscribe, well, Warren? I'm not sure I'm sad. Not sure. To do That's that. okay. No, that <laughs> so so Warren uh is an agent, but he's also an appraiser. Now Warren has been an appraiser longer than he's been an agent. He was been an appraiser, we got to chat a little bit right before the show, since nineteen ninety eight. Uh, he was became an agent in 2013. I want to make something very clear. Nicole and I do not know Warren. This is the first time we're ever speaking, right, Warren? That's right. Yeah, and this is not this is not going to be a two on one hit job. In fact, I invited other people into the show here today. Scap, the appraiser. Scap was Scap in the was uh, so angry. He, he's in the comment section. I invited Scap, and Scap said that he's been on hundreds of shows. And that uh, he couldn't join this show because of that reason. So I guess he's hit his quota for shows. Too many shows for Scap. We would have loved to have had Scap, but yeah. uh, he didn't want to commit. Warren, my hat is off to you. Before we even get into this, just for um, you know being being willing to come on and have the discussion. So for people that didn't see episode one seventy seven, let's just recap. We were talking about in racket number one. Which the, our show, for anyone that's really new to The Real Word, because now we've got some new people tuning in because of this topic, The Real Word is three or two rackets. They're yeah. segments. You, you we know, call them, do you know what's going on? We, I do know what's going okay. on. Okay. They're, they're rackets. We call them rackets, but they're segments. It's a three-segment show. Two rackets and then a marketeer of the week. So there's three sections. In the first racket of last week's show, we covered a Housing Wire article. Bobby, I'd like for you in the edit here to put up the housing wire article and that the name of that article is the appraisal process colorblind within that article, Bobby, if you can even highlight where it shows, uh, they are referencing a Washington 
Post article and a New York Times article, uh, as well as various local news outlets. And these are sharing real life events that are um, basically highlighting a uh, what they're saying. Right. We're just we're just reporting what they're saying, a uh, potential, you know, racial bias in some of these particular appraisals. Okay, so we spent 12 minutes on this segment. About eight minutes of the 12 minutes, I was literally reading from the Washington Post article. I know right. there, was, there was one comment in there that said we spent two minutes on the racial side of things, but I literally spent about eight minutes reading directly from the Washington Post article, which I also have up, which is linked in the Housing Wire article, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I did spend four minutes putting my opinion on the appraisal industry, and, and we'll, we'll get into that for sure here on this show with Warren. But uh, the comment section blew up as, a, as I predicted it would with appraisals, right? Um, people with, absolutely... With appraisers. appraisers. Yes. Uh, people absolutely disagreeing. Uh, and listen, no offense taken, by the way. Uh, people said we were an absolute joke, uh, that we're very uneducated. That is true. I was a D student. You actually graduated from college. I went to college. You went to UConn. Good for you. Yep. Uh, so we get a lot of that... Um, and I, I can read some of these. Greg Greenlee, for example, he commented a whole bunch, and he, he was very passionate about how dumb we were. There was lots of I passion. Didn't, I didn't invite Greg on because he doesn't even know how to put a profile picture on YouTube. He's just got the little pink dot. If he if he had his picture on there, I might have. I don't know if he's a sixteen year old in his mother's basement. He did admittedly in one of the, in one of the comments call himself a troll. So oh yeah, I, I, I do hear. I, I did we'll hear someone that. say that. But but the reason we've got Warren on here, Warren. Had a well thought out um, comment. I think it, it's it's got a lot of value to it. You had the most likes of any comment, Warren, in the thread. You had sixteen likes. Nobody Who did you disliked get? Did you get it. some new followers? I even liked Warren's too? Warren's uh, Warren's comment here. All right, let, let me read Warren's comment, and then we're going to get into the the, the, topic. the topic here the and, and recapping this. All right. Mm -hmm. So Warren, you you said you like watching our show normally, but it's painfully obvious you guys have a distorted and biased view of the appraisal industry. So Warren, as we, we said, is a realtor. And he says, I'm a realtor, but started as an appraiser back in 1998. I still actively appraise today. I've read all of these articles on racial discrimination in the appraisal process. They all have a common thread in that we get plenty of anecdotes of racial bias. But like I said, meaning me in the video, there are no facts to back it up, right? And, and this, is, this is true. It's not like uh, the Washington Post said that that appraiser lost his license. The appraisal came in in the particular example in the Washington Post, $145,000 different from appraiser one when Lorenzo, who happens to be a black man, was at home, and appraisal two when Gwen, his wife, was home, it was $145,000 higher. They had, they had two appraisals. Now, do we know that appraiser one was being, you know, 100% racially discriminate? We, we don't know that, but uh, that was the story in the Washington Post that we were, were covering, okay? So... Uh, then you go on to say, where in any of these articles is a simple desk review performed by an appraiser on any of these questionable reports to solidify some facts, to accurately determine without bias which appraisal is correct. It's almost like the facts uh, don't seem to matter when an agenda is being pushed. I, I mean, it's not like the current administration announced these initiatives before election and the media might be helping them push the narrative here. Now, it couldn't be. An appraiser is not the word of God putting his opinion on a stone tablet. 
without being questioned. There are already these AVMs run by every lender on appraisals. I definitely want to get to that, uh, the, the AVMs that are run by the lenders on appraisals to check the comparable selection. We are second and triple guest on any appraisal we perform, particularly on purchases. And I can promise you in my 22-year career, so Warren here, who's going to speak in a minute, I promise I'm going to let him speak, has a lot of... Byron uh, likes to hear himself. He's got a lot of experience. I've never stumbled and mumbled. That was a comment I made about appraisers that wasn't in the Washington Post article through a house in 10 minutes. I work hard to produce a credible and professional appraisal on every assignment I perform. It saddens me that the perception of appraisers is the one you guys... Uh, have bought into, wait till your prophecy is realized and the process is all automated. Then a seller, and this was really funny, then a seller will have no one to complain when they don't get a $5,000 value for the gold bidet installed in the hall bath. That, that was, I, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> uh, Warren. Okay, so Warren, here's where I want to start. And then you're going to have plenty of time here to um, pick our previous video apart. Go any direction you want to go. <laughs> I just want to make clear here, is an appraisal, and you mentioned uh, that an appraiser is not the word of God putting his opinion into a stone tablet. Is an appraisal an opinion of value? Is that a true or false? It is true. It is opinion of value developed by using market data. So that's the, the, the appraiser just doesn't, or theoretically shouldn't just pull this from his posterior. Um, it should be developed based upon comparable closed sales. So Absolutely. here's where and go the, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. the rub gets into with a lot of real estate agents. They don't realize that we can only set a market value based upon a closed comparable transaction. We can't, you know, pending sales and con uh, things that are under contract and multiple offers and all these things, they're, they're nice, but they don't really, they're in the, the ether. They don't really mean a lot to, in a real estate appraisal. An underwriter is looking us to defend whatever value we put on. The one thing you're going to find out is that I'm full of BS and, and metaphors. So one metaphor I use all the time is, you, is not what I, being a, an appraiser is kind of like being a prosecuting attorney. It's not what I think all the time. It's what I can prove. Absolutely. So, so at the end of the day, though, if we're boiling it down to its simplest form, an appraisal is still just one person's opinion. Yes. Right. And I think that's where we get into some of these discrepancies, like the $145,000 difference right. in Denver that was re referenced in the, in the Washington Post article where the, the first appraisal came in at 405,000 and the second one came in at the, at, at what the couple believed was the top of the value, according to the comps that, that they were looking at, you know, who knows where they were looking at. They didn't say if it was Zillow or Redfin or whatever. Right. Correct. But at, but at 550,000 and you know, we can go through obviously numbers and numbers of these examples where there's a wide gap between appraisals. And, you know, when I go through these comments, there's, there's so many people ripping me about how sophisticated this process is and how I'm, I'm too uneducated to understand it. And it's, you know, so much more deeper than you understand, Byron. And I get that. Listen, I was a D student. Um, you know, I always say real estate's a dumb man's game. 
maybe it's a dumb man's game and a smart woman's business. I don't know. But I always say it's a dumb man's game, which is why a D student like I we'll was. like a quote card on that Like one. I am was able like to. Byron yeah, yeah. Quote card. Yeah, real estate. It's a dumb man's game and a smart woman's business. There you go. There you go. Uh, I'll coin that one. But I agree. I, I'm, not, I'm not the brightest guy. There's, there's no question about that. But if it's so sophisticated of a process, if it's so dialed in, why do we have these huge gaps from time to time in different appraisals. Do you think it's an appraiser's bias like the Washington Post believes? Or do you think one appraiser just missed something? Like where do you see these gaps? Why do they happen from time to time? Well, first of all, I got drool on my SAT. So I'm not a, a genius <laughs> by any stretch of imagination. Um, the, uh, here's the deal. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. They both might be wrong, but they're both not right in this scenario. So we haven't seen an appraisal. Like I said in my comments in the YouTube, we haven't seen a desk review done on these. Of all these racial bias and equity uh, cases that we're seeing, none have been that we're seeing in, that we're seeing in the news. To be clear, that we're seeing like about, in, in Washington Post and in these places. Okay. There's about four major articles right now that are out in different metros. The interesting thing is that the, the articles all tend to follow the same format. Just some of the names and, and, and faces have changed a little bit. Um, but none of those appraisals, to my knowledge, and I spoke with one of the guys you mentioned earlier, who's very well connected in the appraisal industry, and none of those have been turned into state boards. So if you've got a discrepancy with an appraiser, wouldn't you want a, a panel of professional appraisers to review it to see if it's correct or incorrect. Doesn't that make sense? They've been turned into the department of her of housing and urban development. So they're being reviewed by political appointees and career bureaucrats. Does that make any sense? If I'm, we're, we're, we're well, well, here, on boards. Yeah, I mean, here's where I'll go with that. If I'm an, if I'm a consumer, I don't want my case being reviewed by uh, other appraisers personally. I mean, I don't even like it when, <laughs> and this will take a whole nother turn, but you know, th this show, the real word, the reason we use the word racket when we talk about these segments is there is so much stuff in the real estate industry that is a complete racket. And you can start with how to, to everybody's credit in the comments to how uneducated real, you know, how, how little education you need to get into the real estate industry, 60 hours, you got a license, you're out there helping people with their biggest asset. That's a hundred percent true. And that's always the number one thing on our, on our confessionals that every single person that we interview, yeah. they want to see more, more required education. When we asked Tom Ferry or, um, who else? Jill Biggs, Jill Biggs or, or some of these rock stars mm -hmm. in the real estate industry, like, what if you had a magic wand, what would you change in the real estate industry? It's always the amount of education. Listen, there's 12 hours of continuing ed. The continuing ed classes that are put on by the boards. We do take there's an appraisal no class, meat though. behind them. They're, we are required they're, to take they're an appraisal weak. class. Yeah. yeah, they're weak at best. Uh, it's a check the box to get the continuing ed type of courses. But the reason why we say rackets is because so much of this is designed in an antiquated way in a racket type of format. Like think about NAR, it's just designed to get more memberships when you really boil it all down, right? And so it, I, I don't wanna just like, I don't wanna completely go off the tracks here, but I don't want my appraisal issue to be reviewed by other appraisers 
that potentially are going to stick up for their buddy. Same way I don't want an ethics violation reviewed in the real estate industry by five real estate agents. Because if they don't like that real estate agent, they don't like their marketing practices, there is a whole bunch of bias that happens in these review panels. Uh, speak on that, Warren. Well, I mean, I, I can't speak to how it is in other places in the country, but the North Carolina Appraisal Board is comprised of both appraiser and non-appraiser members for that very reason. Um, Good. The, bo the board for its function here, as tough as their reputation is, and it's deserved um, they do a really good job about unbiased um, reviews of these um, complainant reports. And my experiences, for the most part, with them have been very fair. Um, and North Carolina is one of the tougher boards out there. Um, you know, as far as education goes, um, I remember when I started in 98, I had to basically do a two-year kind of mentorship with uh, my supervisory appraiser. And I went out with my supervisory appraiser is now my sister-in-law, by the way, but um, I went out with her on every appraisal report we did. Um, we, I, I, hundreds of properties, I got the, the benefit of that education and that experience when I was coming up. I think the same thing should be applied as a realtor to realtors. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of realtors who are really great at you know, branding themselves on TikTok and, and doing these things, but they don't know basic, they don't know how to measure a house and they don't know how to pick a comparable. Um, and those things are, are, are glaring in, in their professionalism and, you know, the amount of the ability just to do this job. Um, I think those are far more important. We've gotten away from, you know, I think there'd be less emphasis on being social media influencers on ironic that I would say that in this format, but um, and then more upon the, the nuts and bolts about real estate. Yeah, I mean, we're actually practitioners here, Warren. I, I want to make sure that's clear. 178 episodes in, we've never on this show, because we just want to cover the real estate industry. I did mention it in the comments, but but just because somebody did, yeah, to they, totally came yes, after us. Yes. like I was like, listen, we did over $100 million in sales last year. We sold over right. 300 homes. We're going to do 200 million this year. We're going to sell over 500 homes. We never mentioned that ever, ever. This is the first time we've ever yeah. mentioned that on this show. We're practitioners. We're in the business. We're doing this every single day. That being said, it's my belief. And I've said this in the comments for sure, that if you take, heck, if, if you take both groups, appraisers and agents out of the market, the market's going to function. The market's the market. There's going to be a real estate market with or without any of us. I even said in the video, and, and nobody seemed to acknowledge it, that real estate agents, I've been saying it for, by the way, 178 episodes, but real estate agents are ripe for massive disruption. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what this whole show, it, it, like, we talk about that all the time. There's tons of disruption coming for real estate agents. The one time I say it about appraisers, people go ballistic. I'm, I'm happy for it. We, we picked up a bunch of new subscribers for that. And, and I love the comments. Thank you. Um, but it's just a fact of life as we sit here in 2021. Wall Street, big tech, uh, consumers ease in the transaction is going to continue to disrupt both of our industries. 
Let me tell you, let me give you the other side and be the devil's advocate for that. When I became certified, state certified in 2000, I met with a, an appraiser shortly thereafter and told him I was so excited about how I had just gotten my certification. I sat for my test, ready to roll. I, I was no longer a trainee. I was ready to roll. And he said, I wouldn't be so excited because you're going to be out of business in four years. And that was in 2000. Sure. Yeah. They, I think, I think, go ahead. I, I think, I think one thing that we're forgetting is that, it, you know, this world runs around the golden rule and you know, the golden rule, right? That's right. The yes, man with the gold makes the rules. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the real estate golden rule. Oh, location, location, location. No, no, no. Well, that too. <laughs> no the one, uh, you know, do it, do it to one as you, you want done to yourself type of, type of deal there. Part um, of what we're seeing here with the, with these articles, with the appraisals is that they've been trying to push these bifurcated reports. I think you mentioned them in your video where one person does the inspection and then a guy sitting at a desk does the valuation to try to speed these up. And it's, and it's, I've been a, it's a big move towards, you know, cheaper, faster appraisal reports. Uh, problem with that is that their investor, the people with the money, um, haven't bought in so much and the quality of these reports has not been very good. So thus far they've been unable to produce those on a substantial level. Um, that's acceptable to the investor base, the people that have the money. Um, now whether that will change when, you know, some of these, you know, big portal companies get into real estate and they start, uh, you know, digitizing things remains to be seen, but you know, we've all heard this before. So I, I feel like it's not going to come anytime soon, particularly because I think this current market may be delaying the inevitable. Well, I think we really were mentioning more of that because that's what, that's what Biden's a part of his initiative was. Yeah, that wasn't our that idea. That was not our idea. But, but it was, that was, it was the initial article stating that Biden no, wanted I, to make I, some changes. Yeah. No, no, I'm just I just want to make sure that people that were maybe you know that part that hadn't seen the last episode understood that we were just referencing well, what Biden's intent was with his appraisal. And, and let me ask you this Warren cuz and you can and and I I'll comment the same thing for for agents like or I'll answer the same question in relation to real estate agents. If we look, and I agree, in 2000, especially after the dot-com bubble, people were predicting a lot of things that took a lot longer to happen um, or still have yet to happen, to, to your point. Uh, you know, 2000, that gentleman said, uh, you'll be out of a business in, in four years. In 10 years from today, which is not a long period of time, but, but let, let's use a decade as our timestamp here. Will there be more or less appraisers? Will there be a need for more or less appraisers? And I would and I would say less for real estate agents. There'll be less uh, need for licensed real estate agents in ten years. There, the the great ones are going to survive. Uh, the ones that are adding value to consumers are going to survive. What what about appraisers? I'd agree that if things head the way they're supposed to, and that's a very key word, um, that there'll be less need for the real estate appraiser. That I think beyond common sense that some of this is going to get digitized and it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be moved. That, that timeline, they're going to try to force that as much as they can. Um, but I'm not exactly 
ready to, you know, to write the obituary of the real estate appraiser yet. You're not letting your license expire anytime soon. Well, I've got I, no future in exotic dancing, so I mean, <laughs> I and I think there's going to be even when technology completely disrupts all these industries, there's going to be agents left that uh, you know focus in on a niche part of the business or that provide such an extreme value to their local community that they are the brand that people want to have a conversation with them to bounce everything else off of. Same thing with appraisers. There's going to be a need for appraisers, but the industry, in my opinion, these are just my opinions. I know I got ripped for my opinions last time. The industry is going to be digitized. You know, there's a, um, Greg Schwartz who disrupted the real estate industry. He right now is building out. He raised, by the way, he raised, over $70 million in like two weeks. He's creating a mortgage company. And part of that mortgage company, their, their whole deal is they're going to guarantee the closing date or they're going to buy the home for the buyer, let them move in, and then they'll close on in a couple weeks. So Greg Schwartz, who, who was one of the you know first four or five people in at Zillow who disrupted the real estate industry with Zillow, is starting this mortgage company. When he was explaining what they're doing with this mortgage company, he mentioned appraisals. And he said, we are going to change the appraise the way we're doing appraisals. We're going to make them faster, more predictable. You know, he, he just used all these big, big buzzwords. But 75 million is just their first round of investments. And, and you know he's got the ability to raise tons of money like, like they did with Zillow. And same thing's happening in the in the real estate world where people are raising a ton of money to disrupt our business. These are real dollars coming after both real estate agents and appraisers in a big way. I would agree. Um, I think, you know, as it, being on the agent side of it, we're all seeing a downward pressure on commissions. I mean, that's not, that's not news. I mean, we're seeing uh, no. the, the big change in the industry and it's going to, it, you know, people are going to have to adapt or they're not going to survive. So um, Warren, Oh, go ahead. If you want to finish that. No, that's fine. No. What do you want to say to us? You know, you watched the video. I don't know how many of these comments you, you read. There was a whole bunch of them. It seems like you may know some of the people like Scap and um, I don't know if you knew anybody else in, in, the, in the comment section. Just, um, what, what do you want to, what do you want to say to us? Okay. What do you want to say to us? You know, being, being on both sides and playing, you know, both sides of the fence here. Um, I don't like the, the tenor on either side. It seems like we're appraisers and agents are trying to degrade. Show their, this... It's almost like they're trying to show their value sometimes. Yeah. Too. And yeah. we do that by, I mean, unfortunately we, you know, when we get into discussions like we're online, I mean, I, I didn't appreciate or, or agree with a lot of the other comments that were made. I stand by a hundred percent what I wrote, but you know, you're, you, you know, degrading somebody's intelligence or things like that. I, I can tell you as an appraiser, I've been doing this a long time and they are absolutely real estate agents that I go to when I have problems in my business. Um, you know, I, I, I bounce things. There's some very smart, very, um, very well versed in valuation real estate agents out there. Um, so to degrade their intelligence and their expertise is wrong. You know, at the same time, appraisers are, we're hardworking. We're, and we're not against a buyer. We're just not an advocate for a buyer. 
And that's the one thing that people have to remember is that we're not playing on the same team as the agent and the lender. Um, we don't have a commission-based interest in that house closing. Um, we're just trying to do what we're what's required of us for you know in our business and, and value that property correctly. Correctly, um, you know when we see I, I put on comments on you know I guess probably what generated the most of the comments for you is I went to a Facebook group um, of called 100% Real Estate Appraisers. And, and posted your video, and I just said, you know, we're, we're losing the <laughs> that, PR. That, that's where they all found Thank us. you, Warren. I appreciate that. <laughs> do that, hey, I, do that I, anytime. I'm like, where did they all come from? Post the follow-up. Post the follow-up in there as well. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. I mean, you know, I I told them, you know, I said, you know, we're you, we're losing the PR battle here. And as appraisers, we've always done that. Well, not on this one. I mean, you guys loaded up on the dislike button. So, so not on that last day. <laughs> it wasn't me. I, I didn't. No, I um, I'm all good with it. You know, but I mean, it's um, it's tough out here for all of us. Nobody likes this real estate market. We're all tired. Um, my personal opinion and is real estate's not a lot of fun right now. Not with the current market with low inventory like it is. And um, a- agents and are saying the same. Yeah. It's, it's not. And, it, you know, uh, I just want to see us all kind of work together and um, respect each other more. Yeah. Well, I got a question uh, that, that, you know, agents are on both sides of this. Um, my take is, and I know it didn't come off in the last episode, but when I have an appraisal on a listing, I never, ever personally show up unless the appraiser requests me to show up. But I, I never show up because when I was doing it in the, in the beginning of my career, I felt this awkward tension that the appraiser didn't want me there. And maybe it's just in my head, but I always had this feeling that the appraiser was just like, okay, run away. You don't need to be here. Don't be here. So I never go. I, you know, at times, I mean, I don't even do it now, but, but my next step was I'll just get on the phone with the appraiser and kiss their butt. Like, my whole thing when I talk to agents is just kiss their butt, you know, just yeah. make it easy. Ask them when they want to see the, Hey, when do you want to see the house? Great. Your time, yeah. your, your time, your schedule, just go out of your way to make it easy on the appraiser well, and to so, increase your chances. Well, and there's so many mixed signals though, too, with like, do you bring comps? Do you know, do you right. not, am well, I allowed to provide comps? Are you allowed to take the comps? Like then some appraisers want the comps and then you're like, okay. Like, yeah. You didn't send me a, what's, what's your opinion on that? You're on both sides should, should an agent show up and should an agent provide comps i i never because again you don't want comps, it to be but, insulting yeah. on them like they don't like we don't think that they that they're doing their job no, but that, you also want point. them to yeah. see what you were looking at to come up with the valuation too sure well you should absolutely send nicole first that's the you know instead of sending yourself send <laughs> I, I agree i agree i agree um i you know i absolutely when i go in Especially to look now. at any <laughs> when i look at any property um, I always reach out to at least the listing agent on the transaction in this market, especially, uh, because I want to review all the information while I'm putting the report together. That's that stops the reconsideration of value requests down the road. I've got everything they're looking at before I develop my report as an appraiser. I think there's no such thing as having too much information. Um, now, as far as, you know, showing up and it depends on how involved you are, appraisers tend to want, you know, we want to focus on our measurements, making sure we've got things correct. Um, and it can get distracting 
um, when we've got somebody looking over our shoulder. You know, this is one conversation I have with homeowners on refinances all the time. It's like, sit down, I'll talk to you after I finish, I'll answer any questions you have, but let me do my thing. So I would take, I think you're right taking the light approach on comparables and things like that, but definitely send them what you're thinking. I mean, any good appraiser is going to review that and at least give it consideration. Great. Any final thoughts, Warren, um, before, we, before we go to our next controversy, which, which is the uh, EXP Dave, Dave Ramsey. Ramsey yeah. Oh, good luck with that one. Yeah. yeah okay. um, we're going to we're going to have a whole bunch of EXP. Well, maybe not. Maybe uh, who knows what we'll have in the comments on that one. But before we move on to racket number two, any final thoughts, any last hot takes from you? Well, I just appreciate the opportunity. Um, I, I really have enjoyed being on with you guys and uh, I want to be a resource to you in the future if you need anything. Um, you know, I just like to see us all kind of tamper down the heat a little bit and, and uh, see how we can work together for to, to make it good for everybody. I, I agree, and I appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on, providing value. Uh, you are an absolute pro, so we well, really you. appreciate your time on the show. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Warren. More drama. This has just been a drama couple of weeks on The Real Word. You love it. I do love it. Dave Ramsey Solutions versus EXP Realty, the coaching company, which I never really look at Dave Ramsey as a coaching company, but that's what Inman says. We'll link up the article as we always do so you can fact check us. Takes aim at the brokerage EXP. So they've got a picture here of Dave Ramsey and Glenn, uh, the EXP CEO, of course. So... Uh, Ramsey Solutions has given EXP Realty agents, so the agents that are what they call ELP agents within their ecosystem, a startling choice. Switch brokerages or stop getting leads from the well-known coaching firm. They keep calling them a coaching firm. I don't see, just to be clear, sorry, Dave Ramsey, I don't see them as a coaching firm. I see them as one of what we call in the industry channel accounts, one of these um you know, lead producers. Lead generator, yeah. So, so if you're getting leads from Dave Ramsey, you pay $500 a month to be part of the program. You, you've got to go through some type. You do have what they call a coach. Yeah. I do think um, you, there is some coaching. There, there is some coaching, but, but it's not like you're getting Tom Ferry coaching. Let's be real here. Um, you, you're, you're getting access to these leads by paying the $500 a month. Mm -hmm. And then you're paying a 30% referral fee when they close. So these aren't cheap leads. Right. The, you know, one could argue, depending on how many you're getting, when you say the 500 plus the 30%, that could even be more expensive than Zillow. But um, here we go. So uh, basically what has happened here is these coaches, these Dave Ramsey coaches, if you don't know who Dave Ramsey is, he has a real passionate following. He's a he's a like an outspoken Christian who gives financial advice. He's got a plan to get people out of debt. It includes budgeting. Well, I think getting out of debt is probably his main That's what he's claim well known fame. for yes. is is getting out of debt or staying out of debt, buying everything cash. He doesn't believe in credit cards. He doesn't even really believe in any kind of debt outside of a mortgage, okay? And he, and if he, and if you do a mortgage, Dave Ramsey wants you to do a 15-year mortgage. He's on radio stations throughout the country. We have a radio show here locally. He's on that radio show. Um, he does you know, a phenomenal job with his YouTube content. He's a content-creating machine based in Nashville, Tennessee. And the people that listen to Dave Ramsey, they are real passionate mm -hmm. about the content that he delivers. They are really following him and, and, 
Anyways, so he's got an ability, unique ability to deliver leads because if he says, hey, you should be using one of my ELPs, one of my local agents that I've verified right. uh, has the Dave Ramsey standards, these people will Follow. use yep. those leads. Why, so, so, so it's a not? strong lead most of the time, right? Optimize it. And so these D Dave Ramsey coaches have said to people that they know are EXP agents, EXP realty agents, you've got an ultimatum here. You've got a choice to make. You either discontinue mm -hmm. your affiliation with EXP to continue with us, or we're going to discontinue your affiliation with our leads, Dave Ramsey leads, so that you can say to EXP, make the decision. L Some of the agents in this article said, I just verbally said to my coach, like, well, I don't want to leave EXP. And they were shut off from the Dave Ramsey system immediately mm -hmm. after that conversation. Like, imagine that, like, you didn't even get a chance. Nicole loves to marinate like, in things. Wait a minute, do I... Do, do, I I get get my, to, do I get my money back? Do I get to marinate? Well, I love marinating. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't even say no to the guy. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, give me a few days. Let me give me a few days. No, you'd be cut off, right? Mm. And that's that's where they're at on this thing. They're just immediately cutting off. Now, why are they cutting off EXP agents? They say they don't believe EXP can provide the type of service or EXP agents provide the type of service that consumers need or that they believe consumers deserve due to the way they recruit they're basically saying because you're an mlm setup and i know exp agents are going to go crazy in the comments right now that i just used the word mlm yeah but because of the way they're set up um with the downlines with the mlm structure mm -hmm. let's just call it what it is mm -hmm. for crying out loud um that that they don't believe they're all in for selling real estate for the consumer that's their reason now People are calling BS on that. Well, yeah, again, we're these are all these are all kind of assumptions. I think everyone is sort of throwing a bunch of a bunch of assumptions out there too of what they think is going on, what they think is happening. Um, EXP made some moves, so they're thinking maybe this is a, a, a reaction to that. Yeah, one of those moves we actually covered on the Real Word. Um, they they the, people are assuming, to your point, that because EXP is affiliated with Grant Cardone, they're just assuming out of thin air that that Dave Ramsey doesn't like Grant Cardone. That's a big leap there. And then his affiliation with Remax, or that Dave Ramsey's affiliation with Remax, that Remax is is saying to Dave Ramsey, you should do this. So there's a lot of conspiracy theories floating around, none of which have been validated. Dave Ramsey has not said why. These are basically Inman has validated an email. Mm -hmm that a exp agent received from dave ramsey saying hey you've been discontinued or or you know you've got this choice to make mm -hmm. the only thing that it seems like inman has verified is the fact that these conversations are going on over the phone or zoom or wherever they're happening between dave ramsey coaches and exp agents where they're giving them this ultimatum and they did verify one email ramsey hasn't made a statement the only statement um you know glenn sanford ceo of uh, EXP World Holdings has said is that it took us by surprise. We're trying to figure out, you know, what's behind this. He didn't realize how big of a deal Ramsey was to his agents. Some of his agents, yep. One of his agents reportedly brought in $400,000 in GCI over the last year. There's another agent in here that brought in 100000 from Directly from those referrals. Di yeah. yeah, directly from these, these Ramsey referrals. So these are a big deal to some of his agents. Now... You know, one of the solutions he's saying 
that they're going to provide for their agents is the fact that they bought success magazine and success online magazine, whatever they, I don't know what success even does online, but exp now owns them is that they're going to run ads, create, uh, these types of referral opportunities for the, for their agents that were getting these. I'm going to tell you right now, exp that that's going to fail. That's not going to work. Okay. The reason why they get so many great leads from Dave Ramsey is he has that passionate following that we spoke of. Right. So that's not going to work. That's not going to replace $400,000 in GCI. I promise you that. I don't even, I don't even know what Success Magazine is. Do you? I, I, I don't. I can promise you that they don't have the strong type of passionate following that Dave Ramsey has. I mean, he, he plays the religious card. Uh, he helps people get out of debt. He changes people's lives. People love Dave Ramsey. Well, and he, and he's an actual figure that is approachable. I mean, a magazine is just a magazine. There's an actual, he's, his face is there. He's out there. I mean, again, he's taking calls on the radio. He is helping people step by step for sure. You've got Chuck Fazio, who is an EXP agent, who is also a passionate Christian. He, he says, what I'm doing is calling the light to the fact that the that the people he's hurting are his brothers and sisters in Christ. So he's trying to hit them in the heart, in the, in the heart here with the, yeah. with the Christian thing. My beef with Dave is not, are you allowed to do this? Dave's absolutely allowed to do this. I'm going to touch on that in just a second. That's the biggest takeaway for me. And, and Chuck, you're right. He's allowed to do this. It's not that he's not allowed to do this or can you do this? It's how do you give your brothers and sisters in Christ an ultimatum based on the brokerage they're at? So Chuck just doesn't believe in, you know, the stance that Dave's taking about EXP, he thinks he should be able to offer this to everybody. The biggest takeaway for agents is what he said, though. It's not, are you allowed to do this? Of course, Dave Ramsey Solutions is allowed to create leads and sell them to whoever he wants. Whoever he wants yep. They're his leads. He or she who holds the lead is in the power. You, Us agents, we better think about this. Zillow can decide at any moment, at any moment, to give or not to give. Realtor.com can decide at any moment to give or not to give. You've got to create and find ways to create the bulk over 50 or 50% of your leads from your generate. We talked about Chris Lindahl. You better own the majority of the, the platforms that your leads are coming right. in from because at any moment, any one of these Lead referral sources can change their mind. And that's what Dave Ramsey did here. And that's the biggest takeaway us as agents should get from this. Nicole? Great. I don't think it's, what do you think? Is is this a total racket? Is this nonsense? It just is what it is. It is. Well, yeah. And again, that's, and that's what a lot of these EXP agents are saying. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Like time to yeah, move on. Time I to mean, move on. We can't really give it that much more floor time here, but it is what it is. And EXP agents, love your thoughts on why. Is it Grant Cardone? Is it Remax? Is it um, is it really have to do with with this MLM structure, which is which is essentially what the coaches are saying to, to these EXP agents? Love your two cents, EXP agents, on why it is what it is. All right, marketeer of the week, Edmund article, Vista, love Brooklyn. It. This is an apartment complex in Jacksonville. They won an award. I do have to actually switch back. I've never heard of the award that they won, but they were the only yeah. U.S. company to be awarded as an honoree in the 25th annual Webby Awards. Okay, so in the real estate category, the only U.S. company to win for best uh, website, yeah. basically, right? Mm -hmm. And so let's just take a look at the website, Nicole. The, yes. They're the marketeer of the week because they were the only U.S. company that pulled this off Gorgeous. and just go through the website. And, and I want your two cents on this. Mm -hmm. All right. So 
uh, now open. You can't click on that. That's okay. You can't click on that. Okay. I went mobile too. Yeah. I'd, I'd encourage everyone to go mobile. I thought the mobile site was, was, better? was better than the desktop. They probably built it mobile first. Of course. I mean, I do everything mobile first. Yeah. Um, they've got an interactive building map. Mm -hmm. As you scroll down, okay, you can go right into schedule. If you're on the mobile, this little pop down yeah. also has a phone call. So where you can just click and you're dialed in. Love it. You're dialed Love in, it. Because right? I hate that copying and pasting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so you're in. Obviously, that's not why they won best website because a lot of websites have that. Um, but here's what I like. Here, Here's what I love, actually. You go to the floor plan section. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look at these floor plans. Yep. You can click on that. And th yeah. this is why it's called. It's like a Matterport. This is why it's called Br Vista Brooklyn. I mean, look at it. This is a studio yeah. in Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, this is literally a studio apartment. This, this is 460 square feet. 460 to 472 wow, square 21, feet. $2,100. And, and well... The, the sky, um, yeah, depending on the view, you're at $1,300 to $2,100 for rent in downtown Jacksonville on 460 square feet. I mean, they Jacksonville thinks they're the next Manhattan, I, I believe. Well, here, they're calling themselves the Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. um, you got a one bedroom plus live workspace. You can check out that. I love how Ooh. these floor plans just pop, pop out up. at you. Yeah. Now you can't navigate them. Oh, so Matterport it's not a Matterport. Style. It's just no. a, okay. So it's just an overhead. Just an overhead. And they look really nice. They're though. beautiful. Really nice. You got outdoor living space yep. here. Um, they show you the views, of course. Now I can't. Oh, I got to click close. Okay. There we go. Uh, now. What I don't, I'll tell you what I don't like. Okay. So I love the floor plans. Yes. Let me get into what I don't like. Let's get to the apartments real quick. Um, how do I get there? Gallery? No, uh -oh. that's going to be photos. How do I get to actually see Ooh, the apartments? Look at that. There's some photos there. No, that's some a great the photo. Amenity. The amenity photos are, are fantastic. It, mm -hmm. it definitely makes it look very appealing. Uh, not the 360 tour. This is weird. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the website. Okay, one so bedroom, two bedroom. let me go look at two bedrooms. Okay. Uh, 19 available. Let me okay. go to 19 available. Here they are. Okay, so here they are. Now, if I want to look at the, I can lease now. I can hit that button to lease now. If I want to actually look. Courtyard view. I can see views. If I was on my mobile. Yeah. Maybe this will be the photos. Oh, they're showing more photos on the desktop. On the mobile, I was only seeing two photos. What do you think of that? The human in the, in the photo there. Looks like a robot, no? It's not. <laughs> I have no problem with humans and Okay, photos, so there's more photos than, than I saw on the It's beautiful. The mobile. Okay. They were very, you know, the, you know, they were they really thought out their copy here. View from actual unit may vary. So they're not going to get into any discrepancies like, "No, that's my view." Right. right? This is what I saw. This, this is what I saw. Here, here. Well, they really are only just showing a palm tree out the window. Yeah. So I don't think anyone's going to complain. I mean, this there. is, the, I that. mean, they're showing you every single unit. Every unit is in here. Absolutely. You can filter it out. It's very clean and crisp. The photos are fabulous. I love the way that it scrolls too on the main page. I love that the photo sort of is always sort of staying there, float. And then when you float down. Tom you, Ferry would argue that not having a video pop up right at the, off the bat, he would never look at the site any longer. Interesting. So that, so that is interesting. Hmm. They didn't use video. I like video. photos. I'm a photo. I'm a photo lover. Obviously the Webby Awards Makes TF. Makes me feel so good. Disagree. Oh, wait, go up. Is that a, do they have a dog? Is that like a dog groomer? Uh, go down. Sure. No, no, stop right there. Uh, I think that's like a dog groomer. They have a little pet groomer. friendly yeah. private pet area, love it. Pet area and luxury pet spa with, with grooming tops. Co working space. It's that is fabulous. A nice, 
interactive building map. So you can go to the interactive building map here. Oh, look at this. This is fantastic so right fun. here. This where you so can click just it, click it. Let's see. Oh, oh wow. Nice. Now this. To pick your spot. You think Kenny would want this on 66 side? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. This I is mean, pretty fantastic. This? this is pretty fantastic. Because then you can actually scroll out and see where you are compared to like downtown and certain restaurants. Yeah. I mean, it's like yep. bird's eye. Great website. Great interactive abilities. Um, let's mention who did the the website here. It was the property was built by Bristol Development Group, uh, and they selected. Wait, Right there. Vista Brooklyn was conceived and developed by Spherix.com. Spherix.com. It's a marketing and software company. Uh, been in business 20 years and they did a great job. So awesome. they're, the, they're the marketeer of the week. Congratulations on that. Check out that website if you're looking for, I don't know, some motivation on your next uh, development. development or project that, that you're putting together. I think there's a lot to learn from there. They did for a great sure. job. All right. This was an interesting and long show. Love your feedback in the comments and looking forward to many of you subscribing. If, if you love this type of content, please share it with somebody uh, who would gain some value. I as hope well. We'll, ha we'll have, we'll have everybody back. We have, I yeah. think that there's going to be a lot of follow-up questions. I'd so. like to have some more, more, it will tell us in the comments. Would you like a further discussion on the appraisals? I mean, we went with Warren for another 10 minutes after we yes. let him go and there's, there's some stuff we missed. And so, Love to touch on that in the future. If it's interesting to you, let us know in the comments. In the meantime, keep it real, guys. See ya.